Patriots. Little change of music entry in the beginning. Get you get us all in the mindset of old kilted warriors. Hope you all enjoyed. Hope you get a chance to go over there and see Duncan's show. He's in between the two. The kilted Christian. So it's good. He's doing a great job. Yes, I'm going to share something from Duncan today. It was really awesome. So Duncan was working on a uh, roof today, doing some roofing, and he said, listen to Bard's bended knee today on the roof with the crew who listened as well. They all gathered and prayed. It was amazing. So I hope you had a chance today to get over and check out and be part of Bended Knee. That's every Wednesday. At 1 p.m. is when we begin Pacific time. And we had a great show today. It was a lot of people. It was awesome. And we'll just continue to rock it. We're going we're gonna to reign spiritual warfare. Before we begin tonight, MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com forward slash Bards is the Bards Nation landing page. Check that out. It's awesome. It's a great place for us to come be there and come together and be there and have our blade great page to find the latest specials and of course one of the great specials that's going on right now with my pillow is that when you use your bards code b-a-r-d-s you get a free copy of mike lindell's great book story of how someone who was a drug addict has become one of the strongest ceos in our history a fighter for liberty and most importantly how powerful christ can truly be in your life so check it out, mypillow.com forward slash bards. Use your promo code bards for all sorts of savings across the site, all my pillow site, Frank Speech site, and the My Store site. And there are some amazing savings going on right now. So check out the comforters, the pillows, the sleepwear, 50% off on so much of that. It's really amazing. So mypillow.com forward slash bards, promo code bards. I'm just going to leave it there. You can. There's other two other links to check below. So check out the My Coffee or the Expedition Coffee, XPED, ExpeditionCoffee.com. That's the coffee for Bards Nation. And check out the Founders Bible, FoundersBible.com. Use your promo code Bards there as well. So check out those links below the podcast. I want to kind of dig into some stuff tonight. I think that one of the challenges we're having is how we're redefining ourselves. That Tomorrow night I'm going to be talking specifically about how they killed the nation state. And I'm going to kind of lead into that a little bit tonight. The nation state is dead. And I think people are having a hard time struggling with this. And it's how they're trapping people right now. Everybody keeps trying to rally around a flag, rally around a president, rally around a congressman. The system is rigged, but it's worse than that. It's been destroyed. And its shell, its carcass is what you're looking at, thinking it has life. It has no life. It's dead. And we have to start thinking differently if we're going to win this war. I mean, I'm going to begin tonight with one of my favorite passages that you know, the passage I've talked so much about since Bartsfest, which is Jeremiah 6.16. Thus says the Lord, stand by the ways and see and ask for the ancient paths where the good way is, and walk in it, and you will find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk in it. We're at that split right now. And if we're going to be seeking the ancient paths, that means we're not going to be doing anything like we know today. That's the most important part of this. Nation states were contrived by the elites, by the Rothschilds. One of the greatest myths in the modern day is this worship of Israel. It's garbage. Okay. I'm serious. And if that offends somebody, I'm sorry. It, the truth is that the Rothschilds bought Israel after World War II. They bought it and they suppressed and destroyed the Palestinians to get it. So I'm not buying the worship of Israel thing because it was paid for with blood money and Babylonian money. So it's a banker state is all it is. You know, and there's a this statement by Zelenko, Dr. Zelenko. It's, it's amazing what he says because he says, 
he was going through this. I was in the podcast previously because I read it from his tweet. And he says in there, what the Nazis finished, the Israeli, what the Nazis started, I'm sorry, what the Nazis started, the Israeli government is finishing with this vax. Think about that statement for a minute. Do you think that like fascism and hatred for the Jewish people is just raining down out of the sky like it gets magic? Here's a surprise for you. What if... What if the Kazarian Mafia, which goes by the Red Jews, what if it was the same group all along? Just let that sink in for a little bit. And guess what? All those roads lead to the Rothschilds. And guess who bought Israel? There you go. So it's just something to think about it. And it's not its not easy, I think, for, to come to this because our churches these days teach there's so much distortion they teach because it's all this vanilla faith. Be a marshmallow, be a pew marshmallow. Everybody likes vanilla. And pretty soon we're all going to be in the metaverse and we're all going to change God's world through the metaverse. I mean, it's just so much garbage. But I think that there's a way forward here that truly shakes up the world. And it begins with Proverbs 3, 5, 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. That sentence, in all your ways, acknowledge him. You've heard me say this. I mean, I'm not in any way trying to sound prophetic. It's so important because it's based on that scripture, what I've been saying. Everything we do has to put God first. David stood before the Philistine, to proclaim the Lord before him. We don't do this. We keep trying to fight man on man. And we're not really fighting men on men. We think we are. We're fighting demons versus us without God. That's a ridiculous fight. It's stupid. Canada is going to have some challenges here because its strength as it started, was to start reconnecting with God. As it starts to get into the fight with the police tonight stealing gas again, the police tonight confiscating firewood, Canadians are digging in. But the challenge for Canada, which is, again, I'm using Canada because Canada is the temperature of the world right now. What Canada does, the world is going to follow. We, as a country, right now are lost. It's going to be, it's harsh to say, but we are. We're playing stupid games about an election that is not going to get repaired, but people keep thinking it's going to get flipped over because that's what the PSYOP has been. People are going to Trump rallies because they think Trump's going to come back and save it all. That's part of the PSYOP. They're trying to just, trying to believe in these mandates being dropped by their governors. Well, it's, they're going to be going down at the end of March. No, they're not. This is going to be a temporary thing. And all along, we're missing what's happening here. Israel, I mean, the people in Israel, highest death count ever. People are corrupt, coming up with AIDS across the world. Vax injuries off the chart, deaths rising. And people are wanting to believe in a government that's saying to you, it's your choice to take the vax. We're broken. We have to rethink this whole model. And it goes back to the nation state model. We have to reconsider what nation states are. They are not real. Nation states were contrived by elites to govern people. They moved from a city state to a nation state because they got better at, at creating networks to organize and control the people and the masses. But the boundaries are artificial, and under the name of nation states, we have slaughtered more people in the last 100 years than we can possibly imagine but all in the name of nation states. So I think that there's, I think God has given us away. And I think it's in Ezekiel 37, 15 to 17. The word of the Lord came to me. Let me start again. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, take a stick of wood and write on it, belonging to Judah and the Israelites associated with him. 
Then take another stick of wood and write on it, belonging to Joseph, that is, to Ephraim, and all the Israelites associated with him. Join them together into one stick so that they will become one in your hand. We have to go back to thinking like tribes. Forget the nation state stuff. And as we go back to thinking like tribes, we have to start finding the unity with one another. We keep talking about Canada as a country. It's not Canada as a country. It's Canadians as a tribe. And with that, the Canadians are acknowledging that there's people from Alberta. There's the Alberta tribe. There's the Saskatchewan tribe. There's the Quebec or Quebecois tribe. There's, this is happening in Canada. And these tribes are coming together. My buddy up in Canada just wrote me a minute ago and said, it's amazing because the two groups that are leading this fight are Alberta and Quebec, two tribes that have come together that before were not together. Even though they had similar interests, they couldn't bridge the difference. In this fight, they've learned a common ground. They have had been two sticks put together as one. It's a beautiful thing. When we start thinking about tribes, we start changing the world. Right now, we're being still deluded with this nonsense of parties. Ridiculous. Republican, Democrat. And I, I'm getting sick of reading this nonsense. I mean, it's the, between Trump and Flynn and everybody's playing politics. It's ridiculous right now. Because it's all centering around the bipolar response, which is one party, two faces, you're either a Democrat and you're evil or you're a Republican and you're good. We know that's garbage, but that's the narrative. What there really is is this. There are slaves and globalists in one party and there is liberty and God in the other. That's the two divisions of the world, very simply put. So we have to make a decision on where we're going. And people can't sit in the middle. They think they can still. They won't be able to. And if we start to align with our tribes, the beauty of tribes is we don't all have to agree on everything. That's why I talk so much about the county-by-county model. We don't have to talk or agree on everything, but we can agree on common themes. And we shouldn't agree on necessarily everything. We're very unique people. Different parts of the country demand a different type, demands different ways of getting along different demands on our jobs, different demands on our lifestyles. Living in Southern California versus living in Northern Canada, we can all believe in Christ. We can all pursue liberty, but we won't necessarily live our lives. In fact, we won't live our lives the same way. It's just a reality. I lived up in Northern Minnesota for a couple of years. And it's a very different world. In fact, arguably cold, colder climates are better for building unity because you can't be a jerk in the northern climates and just brush people off. And you can't turn your back on people in need because when it turns around in the wintertime and it gets real in the winter, you're going to end up needing one of those people, guarantee it, to help you out. It'll be the guy that has that beat-up old truck that's able to cut through the snow that's going to be able to pull you out of the ditch. Or it's going to be the neighbor down the way that you snubbed that happens to be the only one with a plow that can cut a line into your driveway when it's three feet of snow and it's minus 30 below. In When I was up in Minnesota, it was pretty amazing because there's little stores up there, and they still did credit, but not credit like we think of. It's uh, I can't even remember what it's called now. It's just it's just an in-store credit. So they, you just go in and you say, okay, I'm I'm new. I was new in the area. And they're like, would you need to open up an account? And because they work off of paydays. So, but it's also this giving thing. They knew some people wouldn't be 
able to pay their bill, their ledger for a month or two, but they would still make sure everybody had food. It's a very different world than this cutthroat nonsense in the, so much in the southern part of our country. In order for us to reset, we're going to have to start getting biblical. And we're going to start needing to think in terms of tribes, tribes of the way that we are, the way that we're trying to seek. Ezekiel 37, 20 to 23. Hold before their eyes the sticks you have written on and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I will take the Israelites out of the nations where they have gone. I will gather them from all around and bring them back into their own land. I will make them one nation in the land and the mountains of Israel. They will be one, there will be one king over all of them, and they will never again be two nations or be divided into two kingdoms. They will no longer defile themselves with their idols and vile images or with any of their offenses. For I will save them from all their sinful backsliding, and I will cleanse them. They will be my people, and I will be their God. Think how relevant that phrase is today if we are to take it and own it. Just imagine that. We are coming together as a people of God, children of God, walking in that body of Christ. And we're bringing our two sticks together, metaphorically speaking. And we're coming out of the various places around the lands to come together as one. This is such a powerful image, at least to me, of where we can be. And it goes right to Revelation 3.16. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. We cannot be lukewarm. This is a time to be defined. This is a time to stand boldly together, to be who we are, proclaim ourselves. This nonsense with the deep state, they want everybody to be on their heels. It cracks me up every day. I'm serious. Like Every day I'm laughing at some stupid stunt they're pulling again. And this comedy show that we call Politics, which is just, it's getting to be so base and so amateur hour. I mean, it's sounding like children throwing little pebbles at each other. Johnny, Johnny did this, and he I am not going to support him anymore, so I, I'm not giving him my endorsement, and I'm going to go over here, and you are bad, 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 because you're acting like a Democrat, And I will not stand for that. I can't have that. We have to stand with our righteous friends in the Republican Party because we're all good. And the Republican Democrats come back and say, no, 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 no. We are the party that delivers. Look at who we have in the office. Look at all the great things we've done. You you stupid little people over there in the Republican Party. It's dumb. And I cannot believe how many people get consumed by it. It's a total clown show. And we just need to say no. You know, I've been saying about the vote thing, don't vote. Vote for your local county. Forget everything else. And I'm glad someone said this the other day. It was actually my dad said it the other day. He's like, so what would happen? And he he postulated this. He's like, what would happen if we just all said we're not going to vote and we sat back and watched? And I said, what we would see if we could have accountability that we are not going to vote is we would see millions of votes magically appear. And you'd be like, how did that happen? How it happened is a system's that rigged. We have to make our decisions really, truly, where we want to be. And we have to decide whether we're going to be following their path or God's path. And their path is always the same. It's 1 Timothy 6.10. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evils. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith 
and pierce themselves with many pangs. Or Matthew 6.24, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. You cannot serve God in politics. You cannot serve two masters. You cannot serve these institutions of men that are corrupt and keep telling ourselves that we're going to fix them when we, and then God takes a back seat again. Back to Proverbs 3, 5, 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledging him, in all your ways, acknowledge him. It's so important, that phrase, and he will make straight your paths. What is happening here in an amazing way across the globe is that those that are pursuing this walk and trusting in the Lord, there is an awakening, awakened mind that is coming with this. It's an awakened heart, an awakened mind, an awakened soul and spirit. All of it is happening. And what we're looking at here, what we're witnessing is, is this childish playfulness and this childish games that they're playing before us to try to trick us, deceive us, because we were part of that, but we've left that. And that that we've left, we cannot go back to. And we're not going to go back to it as long as we keep the true path in walking with God. And that means think differently. The trap that we keep getting, I mean, and it's literally right out, of, right out of Ephesians 5, which is, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. That's where we've, what has happened here. So if we're going to keep trying to change the world, I mean, think of the, this, the ridiculousness of this. We want to put God back on the throne of this nation, but in order to do that, we're going to vote in more people that aren't walking with God and are more consumed about power in themselves in a two-party system, which is actually one party with two faces. And the real change, the real power behind those parties are people like Borla, CEO of Pfizer, banksters, and the mafia that runs the entire global financial system. That's what's behind it. And we're saying to ourselves, we're going to put God back on the throne by a vote in 2022, 2024. I mean, let's be real here. We can't do that. If we're going to come together, we should be as Americans uniting with Canadians, not because it's America and Canada, it's because it's the tribes of Canada that are united for liberty with the American tribes that are united behind liberty, and we're fighting the enemies that are seeking to steal our liberty. That's tyranny and enslavement. We're on the pursuit of liberty and God. And so we have to build tribes. And so I think the biggest, and you're hearing this more and more, if you start listening to people, they're saying it in different ways. But people are all saying the same thing. I listened to an economist today who's talking about the, the coming digital enslavement. And it's, again, the same thing. Find your tribes. Catherine Austin Fitz, find your tribes. It's all, it's being said all over. And it's really being said a lot by the people that are looking deep at how to defeat this global financial system because we can't stand alone. They're counting on the fact that people are not united. They're counting on the fact that people can't come together. Because when you come together in unity, when you start building tribes and tribes link with other tribes, we build ways of doing business. You heard me speak a couple of weeks ago, and there'll be more about it in the next couple of days, on a system called Hawala. And Hawala was a system of moving money across distance, long distances. It's a trust network. 
Hawalas were based on tribes and trust. That's the principal center point here is trust. Do you trust your government? Do you trust God? And if someone says to me, well, I trust both, I'm like, no, you can't serve two masters. Sorry, it doesn't work. Which now, by, by the definition of homeland security, by me saying those words alone, I'm now a domestic terrorist because I choose to trust God and not trust our government, and that now qualifies me as somebody who is spreading information to make the trustworthiness of government diminish. So wear the badge with honor. Such critical times, it's so important that we definitely look deep within ourselves and that we start walking the path that we say. But every time we get tripped up and try to go backwards, we're stepping off the path. John 4, 24, God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. That is center to all of this. And nation states are not truth. If you ever have any doubt about that, and I think sometimes people do, they're like, no, that's not true, man. I mean, like, these are people, this is how we've evolved. It's like, go back and look at old maps and you'll discover all these countries that no longer exist. Those were nation states. They got erased. They didn't mean anything. Were the people still there? Yep. They just put up another flag. You want to do something in the modern day, if they don't want to go back that far, just go back to Reagan-era USSR and go to Clinton-era Russia. And you will see a complete change in the geography of a nation, the borders of a nation, and the flag of a nation. So what changed? Did the people suddenly change? Like, did they all move around? No, they stayed in the same place. They got a new flag to worship, which we're not supposed to be doing anyway. But it's like, okay, we're going to give you a new flag. Now you're now today you're Russian. Yesterday you were USSR. You were Soviets yesterday. Today you're Russian. Today you're an American. Tomorrow you could be a you could be a a state name or something. You could be a Westerner or you could be a Californian and there's no because there's no more USA or something. I mean, it's silly because if we really take the tribal alignment, which is deep in our belief and richness in which Christ has within us, that relationship defines us deeply and it doesn't change with a flag. And as long as we do that and we start to build those deeper relationships, this is kind of, it's new for us because we're not used to this. Take a look at any of the blue states, Oregon, California, Washington. Do I consider myself an Oregonian? I love Oregon. I don't consider myself an Oregonian. I do consider myself a patriot in the state of Oregon. I don't know what that looks like down the road. But I know that there's tribes around here that I align with and we share common belief and we do get along very well. We may not we may not agree on everything, but we have some real common understanding. Liberty, disgust for tyranny, and people we will stand with. I mean, I had a surveyor over at my house today. I don't know the guy's faith center point. I know that everything I just talked about, liberty and the pursuit of of liberty, as so much at the center of who we are, I'd fight with him. No problem. And I met him for like an hour. That's what I'm talking about. That's the tribe building. Because through that, we build these deeper bonds. And they mean something because they're rooted in something. They're not just rooted in some silly geography line. Because the railroad system was given every other section in the entire western United States, and they mapped out these counties to benefit themselves. I mean, that's kind of what happened in a very simple snapshot. Or the fact that, like, half most of the coastal range in Oregon, at least where I used to go up and drive around and 
in my truck and go shooting freely can't be done anymore. It's all owned by Weyerhaeuser. So now in order to get onto Weyerhaeuser's land, I and I mean, I'm not exactly against this either, just so we're clear, but in order to go hunt on Weyerhaeuser's land, I need to buy a $300 permit every year to go hunt up there. And it's not a hunting permit, it's an access permit. Now, there's other reasons why they do it, and I don't disagree with it, but my point is the borders are all random. What isn't random is our common thread of ideology and blood, and blood through that blood of Christ, blood. Family is redefined. So we have, we have an opportunity right now as people to come very closely in this moment to start looking at what's happening in Canada. And I, I will tell you, what sparked this was a Marine Sergeant Major, young one. He could have been a, he looked like a Sergeant Major. I can't remember if he was a First Sergeant or Sergeant Major. And they probably don't call him that in the Marine Corps. I can't remember. But he was making some snarky comments about what's Canada doing for me. Well, here's what Canada's not doing for him. Canada's not doing anything for him, in fact, because he's in uniform and he's wrapped into this narrative of USA, USA, USA. It's a nation state model. The same nation state that waged the longest war in our history against Afghan people. To help in the end of the day, which only did one thing, benefited the CIA to develop more opium and traffic more kids. Serious. That's basically the summation of Afghanistan in a nutshell. So what is it that we're doing? We're What that Marine was seeing is silliness. Oh, what's Canada doing? Well, he's not in touch with what's really going on because he's part of the cog in, in the system. He's a cog in the wheel. We're in the real fight. And the real fight is witnessing a totalitarian government. And we have to start building those tribal relationships Common tribe members, should we should, each of us, finding a, a soldier that is having to be kicked out of the military because they refuse to take the vax. That's somebody you get in your tribe. You need to find, and these pillars we talk about in county by county, you can have people that are part of your tribe that do home gardens. You can have people that have home churches. You can have different tribes, but we're trying to bring people together through a tribe, building our tribal relationships, thinking differently, thinking not in terms of defined political. I don't care if you're Democrat. I've, I've openly said this, and I mean everything I'm going to say. I do not care what party you're in. I don't care if you're a Democrat. I don't care if you're a Green. I don't care if you're a tree-hugging libertarian. I don't care if you're a Republican. I don't care. What I care about is where do you stand on liberty and where do you stand on God in this nation? And if somebody comes to me and says, well, I believe in, in uh, I'm a naturalist or I'm, they can even call themselves an environmentalist, but I believe that God needs to be on the throne of this nation and we need to protect the environment. I'm probably going to listen up. Because by the way, if we don't realize it, Teddy Roosevelt, who was a God-loving and God-fearing man, was also a naturalist, and today he would be pigeonholed into the left, if you can believe that one, even though he was part of the Rough Riders as a mercenary down fighting in Cuba. He was also the founder of the National Park System that gave us the great monuments of that, like Yosemite. And today we would take that same man who was God-fearing, he understood that God had to be on the throne of this nation. Go back and read some of his speeches if you haven't. He's a brilliant study. He took on the deep state, which were at that time known as the robber barons. They hated him. Today, he would be a Democrat to leftist because he believes in the environment. That's nonsense. That's pigeonholing, and we're not hearing the wholeness of the person. So I really don't care what party a person's in. Matter of fact, I prefer I didn't hear a party from somebody. I want to hear what they stand for. And that means that in our in this tribal concept, as we're moving here, we're going to be bringing together 
as we should, fellowship through Christ. And each of us is going to have some uniqueness as we should. We don't want to be a monolithic and mind dead. And it creates greater strength, greater durability, and greater ability to last over time through the most treacherous of threats because we aren't tied in connection through frivolous things of men. We're bound by the deeper love in our King and our Savior, Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we're truly blessed in this time to be able to each day, each walk, each step, each breath, you are with us and we're humbled. And Lord, with these each with each of these steps, we're seeking to bring the two sticks together. To unite ourselves not by the definitions and boundaries of men. but instead to find to the, to the connections of a deeper faith, a deeper love, that love in Christ, the tribes coming together, Lord. We're being herded, Lord, as you know very well, herded into a model of artificial boundaries and connections through digital handcuffs, the binding of us into a system of a digital matrix and architecture that we are supposedly have no choice but to accept. And we know that's a lie. But the only way to defeat the lie is to turn our trust and our faith into you, Father. So we put ourselves before you humbly and we say, Father, forgive us for our transgressions and hear us now. Help us find that connection of tribes Let us bring the two sticks together. Let us show strength through the unity of a single branch. Let us find not our differences in the artificialness of politics and the ridiculousness of man's laws and ideals, but instead find the common bond in the love of Christ and our love in you, Father. Let us unite in such a way that defies the understanding of an elite fixated by boundaries and cages. But instead, Lord, let us show what happens when your children find that connectivity in the true love that runs deep within us, that love in Christ Jesus. And to come together in such a way that Only you can see and define where our enemy is blinded by our unity. They can't see it. They can't understand it. They're fearful of it. Let them be fearful of it, Lord. Let our strength well up in mighty ways. Let the organic nature of our connectivity bind us in together in the glory of Christ's love and his blood to heal us, to stand together, and to continue to see ourselves as your children, not as defined by a tag of a nation or a flag, but united under the banner of Jesus Christ. For this is your army, Lord, and we are yours. And we're fighting this war with the courage of David, the obedience of Gideon, and if so called, the ruthlessness of Joshua. Lead us, guide us, unite us. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. This is an amazing time for us to be able to see this clearly, to be able to start to imagine. And that's the biggest part, is we have to share this We have to share this image with with Father. Don't hold it. Don't harbor it and just tuck it away. Share it if you believe in it. But it's biblical. 
And that's another one of these layers of truth we have to confront as they've separated us from the biblical sense of our unity, of who we are. And as we do that, we build amazing tribes. All one has to do is realize what's happened within Bard's nation. What a tribe. A beautiful tribe. It's come together. And from all different parts of the world, Bard's nation is in 120 different countries. We're represented in every state, every province. We have a big following in Australia. God bless the Australians, and our prayers are up for Australia. Here's one that threw me the other day. I don't even know where this came from. One of our big following groups is in Indonesia. Go figure. I had no idea. I was checking the stats the other day. This is Bard's nation. We're all over the world. And what's our, what's our un- unity? It's at the core of our love in Christ. I can guarantee we're not all going to agree on everything. And it's all sorts of very eclectic personalities. I put myself right in the middle of that statement. But it's our ability to move past the, the, the little things and to not see politics in the way that they use them, but instead to see that deeper love and belief of what we're trying to pursue. That's at the core of what Bard's Nation is doing. And God's leading this. And there's the tribe, a big tribe. And we can see and unite with other tribes. We need to unite them all. That should be our, that should be our goal. I need a t-shirt on that. Unite the tribes. It's a, it's a pursuit that's noble. And it's a pursuit that we can achieve. And I would just add these words, my own. We must. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Tonight, give prayers to Australia to have strength to come together, to unite as a tribe and stand as one. Fearlessly, not in fear or not in intimidation. Do not accept the coercion of your police and your government. Stand together and find the strength. And it will be difficult because you're so far over the edge right now. Also raise prayers tonight for Canada. This is a time when they need prayers. Canada's awakening to the fact that that expected support from the United States is just not coming at the time they thought it would. But Canada is going to lead the world with this if they hold the line. It is their revolution. They're going to have to understand this. And our prayers are up for Canada as well tonight. And pray for all the other nations, the tribes of the world. We need to pray for the tribes of the world to rise and start standing together, not intimidated by these laws and rules and threats, whatever. That's institutions of men. God's given us power and dominion over all evil. And God is with us. He'll never forsake us. We have to have the trust in him unlike anything we've ever done. Deeper, more profound, we have to proclaim him. And it's it's through Christ Jesus to the Father. If we are not doing this, we're not fighting right. God wins, but where are we in that win? And that's a question everybody should ask. Where am I in God's win? Because we have a mission. Occupy the land, expand the kingdom, mission forward. Occupy the land, expand the kingdom, mission forward. And that's through the unity and the love of Christ. So patriots, I'll see you tomorrow night for Bart's FM. Until then or until the next time, God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. All this time we had to prove that we could stand here too.
Thank、you. 